How's it going? You're listening to Campus Conversations on right. 101.5 The Hawk. I'm Lorraine Postma. Dylan Moore. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going good. We got a fun show this week. Really good time. I should probably turn this intro music off, eh? You can I do that. I like it. It's so relaxing. <laughs> I always love it. Love that royalty-free music, you know? That's right. Um, so we got a really exciting show today. We got Give us the teaser. What, what do we got coming okay, up? Okay, all right, I'll teaser. Hmm, so I don't usually produce. I don't get to tease a lot. So we got Mickey. Mickey Ellsworth, he ra- runs a New Age Noise studio in Burlington. He's a super cool guy. I've met him kind of just through my musical friends, and I've always super admired his positivity, and I'm like, Mickey, you got to come on here. Anyway, uh, he's in the room. That's why I'm talking him up so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> we also uh, interviewed Paul Manchin a little bit earlier this week. He's a musician. It was right after New Year's, so yeah, yeah. it'll make sense it'll in make, context. Yeah, uh, and as well as Chastity. They are a Whippy-based band, and uh, that was an, a very cool conversation as well. Yeah, that's coming up in the 11th hour. This is Heather. Hey, it's Dave. Hey, this is Taylor. We are another crush. You're You're listening listening to Campus Campus Conversations. Conversations. 101.5 The Hawk. You're listening to Campus Conversations. We are back and we are with Mickey in the studio here. How's it going, Mickey? Thanks for coming. Oh, it's doing great. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I was really excited. Um, So, Mickey, you are New Age Noise. So, so New Age Noise was an old company name that I had. It's not actually a studio, oh, okay. Uh, but that I guess that is my production company. It will be changing names soon. But, oh, okay. Uh, most of what I record is out of a studio in Burlington called B Town Sound. Oh, okay. Oh, All yes. right, that's what I saw, and then I checked out your email, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's confusing. I know I'm gonna alleviate this in the new year. Don't worry. Okay, B Town <laughs> Studios. Forgive me for uh, messing that up. No, not at all. Also, Mickey's rocking a nice little Minions cup right now, which I really appreciate. I bring my coffee mug with me everywhere. That's smart. Very smart. (laughs) All right. So uh, tell us a little bit about B-Town, what you do there. A lot of people, I think, kind of don't really know what maybe engineering, mixing, music, stuff like that really entails you know what i mean totally yeah no like 98 percent of people are completely oblivious to that which yeah for better or for worse um so yeah i'm a i'm an engineer mixer and producer uh i i I am freelance but i like i said i mainly work at a b-town sound in burlington Uh, i do a little bit of work out of uh my buddy nick in studio schoolhouse studios in dundas as well um and yeah pretty much i'm the guy behind the board pressing buttons so uh if you're a band i'm the guy that sits off the live floor and uh, handles everything, pretty much what you're doing right now, but for, for bands. Okay, uh, all right, cool. Then so I make things sound good. Makes things sound good, okay. Have you been doing this for a while? Uh, I have. I've been, uh, I guess, I guess light, uh, loosely I've been doing it for, for almost a decade now, oh, wow. but, but seriously, like I got in with B-Town uh, and, and Justin Coop, a kick-ass engineer, uh, about five and a half years ago, so seriously I've been doing it for like five and a half. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What made you want to do this? Uh, you know? Well, I wanted to be a musician when I was younger, and then yeah. all my buddies got better at me at guitar, <laughs> and uh, I just started recording their band. So it's pretty much a way for me to stay in the room with my friends and work with like-minded people without being able to play anywhere at their level. So Yeah, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I was going to ask you if you're in a band, and that's kind of my deal as well. Like, if you can't... Do, like, if you can't do it, I can't play music, so I just heavily involve myself with... 
people who do. Oh, because... so you bring the laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and musicians are, like, let's be real. Musicians are the best people in the world, right? So oh. if, you can, if you can hang out with musicians and music people, then you might as well do it and get paid at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we're going to be playing a couple songs for you guys earlier, so don't, you know, stick around, all right? Um, so tell us maybe about, you do primarily punk music, metal, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's... I would say, like, you know, I, I'm fairly niched in the in the loud music scene, so I came at hardcore music from the punk side, not the metal side. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, most of the records I, I work on are going to be somewhere in like the punk hardcore genres. Uh, not to say I won't work outside of those. I've done some some cool jazz funk records uh, cool. this year, but fun. nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mostly heavy stuff, screamy stuff. What draws you to that? Do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, it's what, just, I was, just I was what su- you like. Yeah, I was like super boots and braces punk rock when I was younger, <laughs> and um, you know, being in Hamilton, like angry music gets made by working class towns. Let's be real. So sure. Yeah. You, you go to Windsor, you go to Oshawa, you go to London, you go to Hamilton, you get get good punk and, and loud music scenes. So there's a ton of great music in the city, and it, you know, it's, it, that's in my that kind of genre is right in my wheelhouse anyway. So it's just worked out well. Yeah, there is. I do find that there's well, with along with hip hop, but punk. There's so much punk in. Hamilton, it's well, and it's punk's, awesome punk's the white man's hip hop. So, it's good. It's yeah. a good time. <laughs> I, I see. I can totally see how those uh, those <laughs> draw parallels. Super cool. Do you have experience in, with other uh, local music communities outside of Hamilton, Burlington? Yeah, um, not so much. Like I'm, I'm pretty deeply embedded in the the Hamilton, say punk hardcore scene. Um, got some friends out in Toronto, and you know, I, I do know do do know bands, and I do uh, go out to see shows outside of Hamilton. But uh, for the most part, I'd say like most of my most of my friends, most of my influence, that kind of thing is is in the Hamilton scene. What's the community like for this the local music scene here? Killer. It seems that I'm not from Hamilton, so I just moved a couple years ago. Oh, well, welcome. Yeah, and it's like. All these bands that are huge Hamilton names that I'm just learning from moving here. Totally. Yeah. So there's a number of good venues in Hamilton that kind of really support like that heavier music scene, um, like off the top, like like The Doors, mm-hmm. Absinthe, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, you can see good heavy music in Hamilton, you know, three, four nights a week, easy if you want. Yeah, so, no, yeah. absolutely. I was gonna say Doors is one of my favorite places. Doors is to great, go. and you know you, yeah. you get forty people into that front room, and it's like it's packed. Oh man, it's a really good time. And it gets pretty violent in there sometimes too, which I like. <laughs> no, so, it does. Yeah. I feel like I've almost broken my arm like more than more than a couple times. Totally. Yeah. Well, I hope that wasn't me in the pit. So. <laughs> I don't know. It probably wasn't. To be honest, I think it was Julio. We're gonna play. Uh, a good grief song. Oh, beautiful. He's, yeah, Dave. Uh, he's a pretty wild guy. He, it's I'm funny. sure I, you know I didn't that, actually right? know Julio's real name, so it's Dave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, I think it's Dave. Anyway. She could be lying. We won't know. Yeah. Uh, he's a monster on drums. If, if we're going to play a good grief track, uh, yeah, that whole band's just cool. We'll, we'll start with a good grief track beautiful. just because we're uh, talking about him Quick a little bit. Quick shout out to Dan Ashworth, if I may, the singer from this band. He's a, he's a very good friend of mine. So Excellent. Tell us, uh, so speaking to the community and stuff... I, like I said kind of in the intro, like you're, something I really admire about Mickey is, has always been his vulnerability and his positivity. Like I've been following on him on Instagram for a little bit and uh, he'll just post stories and honestly, he's kind of like my like morning inspiration sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. The, the stories, those are like a complete exception to everything else that I do and I just started kind of <laughs> going on and jumping on with a, a camera and, and talking about whatever was top of mind. A number of people have actually told me in person that that resonates with them and I was a little surprised, but that's great. What am I missing on these Instagram stories? Oh, well, yeah, can I shout out your handle? Is that alright? You can totally shout out my handle. So the yeah. worst Mickey the worst yeah that's on instagram and i mean just in my opinion he just kind of posts 
maybe I would say... It's all just top of mind stuff. It's yeah. usually in the morning when I'm having a coffee and I think I've got a relevant thought that could maybe resonate with some people. I'll, I'll just video it real quick. Yeah, cool. I mean, I think the most recent one, I, honestly, I feel like what's resonating was kind of just like shooting your shot, doing whatever. One that I really liked was... Uh, I think like a young man like approached you or something about like quitting smoking and then you Oh, I ran into a young man on the street. He, well, he was like a kid. He was like 14 or 15 and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing smoking, man?" Like I was a smoker, so mm-hmm. I know. And uh whatever, I just said a couple things to him and about a month and a half later, I just ran, the kid ran into me in the street and he was like, "Hey, man." And uh yeah, he totally it, what I said had actually had an impact and I I just think that's cool. Yeah, that's I mean? re- that's really cool. So, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that- when it comes with smoke, like smoking's not even cool anymore, but also no, once they the devil. S- Yeah, once it sinks its claws in though, right? Oh, it's a yeah. uh, and that's amazing that you can have an impact on just some random person in the street. And and then that goes back to, like, people on the Internet, you know? And I think that using the Internet as a tool like that is well, and if really you, cool. If you can have an impact in a single person's life, I, like, I think that, to me, that's huge. If you can impact more than that, obviously, by all the means, or mm-hmm. by all means, but even one person. So, like, don't be afraid to get your message out there if it's if it's something you believe in, right? Yeah. Um, can you – so, and bringing, like, maybe positivity into the studio, like, do you find that? Like, I don't know what you're like in the studio, to be honest. You could be a lot meaner. No, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really a Nazi in the studio, no. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, the way that you are on a day-to-day basis uh, – I'm the same way in studio as I am every day. Um, being positive is is a huge thing to keep sessions going, and like you, you just want to hang out with good people. That are, like who doesn't want to have a good time, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. So right. if you can keep that vibe going, absolutely, that's a it's a big part of of running a session smoothly. All right, well, we're gonna play maybe a, good, a song by Good Grief here. Want to tell us a little bit about it? Off license. Yeah, uh, this track is off their uh, their debut EP. Um, came out, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago. We did this track uh, in the late summer, and the session was a ton of fun. It was the first time that I'd worked with that group of guys in that band arrangement, and uh, the band Good Grief is just great. So Yeah, yeah, I know them all. Uh, yeah, Julio, Dan, and Ben. They're all super sweet guys and very, very talented musicians, and they're super hardcore. Absolutely. Yeah, at, they are. At Good Grief Gang on Instagram. By yeah. I, I knew that there, that was their handle. I was trying to find it, and I found Good Grief <laughs> Band. And so close. Wasn't so close. it? All right. Uh, Dylan, want to wanna lay it up Let's on play us? it. All right, and we'll be right back. Don't 
97.5 The Hawk. You're listening to Campus Conversations. And that was Off License by Good Grief, a Hamilton-based band. Super, super kick butt. It's really cool. Kick butt, yes. (laughs) PG-13 voice. (laughs) Yeah. For the kiddies, you know. Um, So maybe talk about – tell us a little bit about maybe like your own kind of recording style and – I'm interested to know like how much – like almost like control you would have when you're producing someone's album. I know a lot of it's like you know you listen to what the band wants, but I know when it comes to like how much compression, you like you have a lot of tools totally, at your yeah. disposal. Yeah. Um, okay. So general kind of maybe blanket ethos. Uh, I'm not. I'm a big fan of of bands sounding like the band. Sure. So yeah. you know, there's there are some producers out there, for instance, that um, maybe they they very very much have put put their own sonic stamp on everything they do. Um, I'm not really like that. If I like working with bands that can play live, that are good. If a band sounds great in a room, uh, I'm not going to cut that up and, and mess with it too much. And you know, I'm going to make that band sound like that band, just as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed in probably the last year and a half, two years, I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot more close to live off the floor recording uh where we're trying to really get the vibe of the band like the band's all in the same room playing as if they're you know on stage or in rehearsal uh and if that band sounds great i'll mic that and like a lot of the records i'm doing now the only overdubs we're really doing are like guitar solos and vocals but we'll keep the whole performance of that song will be from 80 percent of it will be cut from one take as opposed to going through and you know, doing 22 takes and cutting out drum fills everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, you know, that's the studio. It's a tool. There's some stuff you can do with that. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah I, I like making bands just sound like themselves, but heavier. And I guess with punk rock, especially, like, you want that raw sound, right? 100%. It's like the beauty behind yeah. it. And, and there's, you know, there's some projects I do. If you're, if you're getting into, like, you know, technical metal or something like that, that approach isn't going to work the same because, you know, there's there's limitations to what you can do and, and how tight and precise things need to be. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, like, I, I like keeping things. Most of my records are, are pretty raw, that kind of vibe, so. It's wicked. Yeah. Have you done anything? Like, I know you focus on, like, a lot of the, like, like metal and punk rock, but is there any music that you've mixed at your studio that was like an outlier like like hit like completely different yeah actually uh i think we can play a track of this coming oh no we we don't have lightning dangerfield do we yeah, oh, uh, no. i was gonna say i i did um well i, I mean if it's i don't know if it's, uh, it's not super yeah. accessible i don't think I'll uh, okay drive. um so yeah i've do. done i did a record for well I, I mixed a record for uh this great band called lightning dangerfield they're like a three-piece funk band uh, completely instrumental, no no vocals or anything on them, um, and all of those guys I know from playing like in hardcore bands. But yeah. they're they're all like jazz student alumni, right? Uh, so something like that, like that was a super fun project to do because it was way outside of my normal kind of the stuff I normally mix, uh, and that record turned out great. It sounds super different from everything else I did over the year. Cool, uh, but yeah, that's that's an example. It's it's fun to get outside of your genre sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you acquired different skills by doing that. Hundred percent use later on yeah and sometimes you can pull those those stylistic things from genre to genre and you know <laughs> put on like a cool funk vibe over on, on one track off a hardcore record and all of a sudden it, it just adds to the depth right yeah. yeah yeah have you found that you've been uh adding a little bit more jazz to the punk scene <laughs> uh, i don't know if i can say that <laughs> explicitly but uh hey guys I don't why know. don't you loosen up maybe improvise a bit <laughs> you know some, some of the some of the punk and heavy records i do have uh, quite a bit of groove on them i'll say that <laughs> yeah well i know again uh nigel uh, the drummer for Captain Wildchild, another track we're going to play a little bit later. 
He's um, a jazz cat. Yeah, he's a jazz cat. He moved here. Nigel is actually, I, I don't want to say he's part of the reason I moved to Hamilton, but he's one of my good buddies that I know from my hometown. And when I moved, when I wanted to move out of our small little scummy, uh, it's not scummy. Did idea. you want to name your hometown, by the way? I'm not aware. Yeah, it's Trenton, Ontario. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, nice. represent Nigel, you know, chucking the deuce up to him right now. Love that guy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> he's a jazz drummer, right? So I'm sure he, obviously. Jazz drummer with great punk sensibilities. Yeah. And, and actually, just to segue, we were just talking about doing stuff live off the floor. Uh, this track is completely live off the floor. So, like, the, the, all the music you hear was one take. I, I, we overdubbed the vocals. That's it on this. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and they have a couple, uh, I think they have a couple, like, live sessions online right now that you can check out, Captain Wildchild. It's Captain Wildchild on Instagram. I think it's CP. Yeah, a short format or something. Yeah, you can find it, though. It's worth looking up, by the way. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a great record. Yeah. Uh, tell us, uh, so I just want to know, maybe, like, have you ever, like, butt heads kind of with people in the studio? I know generally it probably goes, all right, you're a pretty nice guy, but I know styles can be... You know, maybe somebody wants something that you're like, dude, that's not going to work. Problems come up every now and then. Yeah. Um I can't think of a great example, nor would I name the person. <laughs> yeah, on, no, of course. Uh, from the last like year or two, but one thing I will say is you, uh, the the more experienced you get at doing my side of things, the more you can kind of pick out who's going to be a problem in advance. And like, I'm not opposed to saying no to projects. Mm-hmm. I've said no to a few projects in the last year, and maybe I wasn't the guy. Maybe I uh, didn't have time, or maybe secretly I knew that the singer was going to be a total pain in my ass. Sure. So yeah, yeah skip. No, you gotta yeah. just, uh, go with your gut, you yeah. know. But yeah. it's, it's it's always going to be a push and pull anytime you're working with people on something that's creative, uh, and it just demands a lot of mutual respect both ways. So makes sense. Yeah. So we're gonna feature uh, one last song before we get on out of here. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. But we're gonna play a nice anything Paul you want to touch interview. Yeah. Anything you want to touch on for this next song? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Live Off the Floor uh, yeah. track was really a ton of fun to do. I think there's actually, well, I know there is. Uh, if you if you find these guys on Instagram, you can actually click through their link in their bio, and you'll get to uh, a video that was done uh, by, I believe, Chris Plummer. Hmm. Uh, and it's a live video, so you can actually see that this is a live track. And it's it's pretty cool. Check that out. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's let it rip one more time. We'll this is it up. I Don't Mind by Captain Wildchild. Awesome. Show you my music Now that you know 
1.5 The Hawk that was I Don't Mind by Captain Wildchild just want to shout them out they're my good buds and I really like them so yeah yeah some really great stuff there <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you Mickey for coming on always really appreciate it and again like I had just had to have you on because you're just such a positive freaking light <laughs> on my Instagram I always look forward to seeing your stories and oh, stuff like the, ple- that. And the pleasure is all mine thank you so much for having me guys it, it's been great to hear the behind the scenes uh, of music right totally and that's the thing that like most people never you know are completely oblivious to yeah. so just oh. pops up on Spotify like oh okay oh yeah there's a track yeah. what, what went into Whatever. making that yeah who knows right yeah. yeah exactly you need more credit you know the producer never really gets a lot of credit ah, there is something nice about hiding in the shadows too you know? <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough lurking little guy now unfortunately we got to get out of here but is there anything you want to plug uh you know what i i'm not really a plugger but uh (laughs) if you did want to uh to follow along with anything that i am doing uh i'm not really on facebook much anymore but you can find me on instagram my handle again is at the worst mickey m-i-c-k-e-y like mickey mouse nice uh and yeah i'd I'd totally appreciate if you did perfect well you got to come on again this has been awesome to talk with you thank you you give me a call i'll be on anytime you want guys Hi, this is Talib, and this is Andre from Steel City and Biggest Records, and you're listening to Campus Conversations. Back after that, it's little, like we never left. Yeah, exactly. That little tune, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Uh, we interviewed Paul Manchin mm-hmm. a little while ago. Yeah, Toronto right? artist, and uh, he's been to New York to, to get his, some music out there. And uh, it was really cool talking with him. He uh, kind of touched on some of his tunes, and he's got like a really interesting and creative, artsy style when it comes to his music videos, and even his his music. It's like all over the place, but in the Very best diverse. way possible. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're gonna play that for you. We won't spoil too much. Yeah. So sit tight. There's uh, gonna be four songs featured from him, and uh, we'll catch you afterwards. Yeah. You gotta play it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Give me one second then. I have to play. Fiddles around. I think it should be on the right one, right? Okay. You're listening to Campus Convo. (laughs) I'm Dylan Moore. And I'm Lorraine Postma. And we're with Paul Manchin. Hey, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. How's it going? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. First question How was was your New Year? It was good. I I got to connect with friends and family, so it was very quiet, but it was nice. just very low-key, yeah. you know. Um, had food, mm. dr- drinks with family, that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you're uh, you're an artist. Where are you based out of? Because I was looking into it, and I saw that you had gone to New York, and that, but you were from Toronto, and I think you're back in Ontario now. Yeah, so, uh, well, I'm originally I was born in Hamilton and raised in Hamilton, uh, and then I moved out to uh, New York, uh, and I'm based out of Toronto, uh, but I, my publisher and, and some of the publishing I work with is out in New York, so um, there's a, a, a connections that way. All right. But I'm, I'm currently in Toronto now. Oh, so. awesome! So, when did you start making music? Uh, I would say I started at the age of five. Wow. Um, my sister had a, a 
French project to do, and she needed um, uh, a song sort of, uh, you know, in the background of her project. So I started playing on the piano, and mm-hmm. the track was called Ferme la Bouche, which means uh, shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. That's a really good first track name, too, yeah. I think. So you've been kind of, music's been in your blood since you were very young. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it's very important to me. I've, you know, I've, I've been around it um, definitely, and it's, um, you know, something I do. So, yeah, mm-hmm. very lucky to keep keep doing it. So, so yeah. did you move to New York because you were pursuing this uh, a career as a, as a musician? Yeah, I did. I when I uh, shortly after, um, I, you know, was done school, I ended up heading out there, and um, I was trying to promote. Um, a single, and so what I did is I, I pressed you know X amount of CDs. I think I had like a couple of hundred, and um, I basically like went to every nightclub, um, every uh, magazine, um, every talent agent, every record company, and I just kind of took a chance and and just kind of introduced myself if I was allowed to pass the door and and uh, you know handed it out. How did was, that go? It, it was good because um, what happened was I found the DJ thing was a really um, a good opportunity because uh, DJs, as you probably know, um, they review, um, a lot of them do billboard reviews mm-hmm. uh, through Billboard magazine. A lot of them connected with charts and the charting stuff. So I got to meet people that way. But I actually, what I, where, where I lucked out was I... Um, um, I, I the song was produced by uh, Brent Bodrug, is the guy, she, um, and he and I had written the song. And um, basically, um, uh, I, I left one off at Billboard magazine, um, and I got a call back, uh, or I should say, I got an email back um, to me and the writer, uh, Brent, me and the, who's the producer, I should say. And uh, they, they ended up reviewing the single. Um, and then from there, it kind of, open doors um they started contacting us to find out if we had more material to send out and it just kind of built that way and then of course when the album the the album was done same process again just went out there and kind of connected with the the contacts i already had and then just kind of built on that awesome and this is all happening in new york this all happened in New York, yeah. This was, yeah, a while ago. But okay. that's sort of how it, it kind of started for me in terms of um, getting it out there and exposed. So so you've since you've moved back and now you're living in Toronto. What made you want to move away from the New York scene? See? Um, it's, it's not so much that I wanted to move away. It was just um, Toronto, uh, it was closer to uh, family, family in the area. Um, I was, wanted to be kind of close to them, and then New York was sort of easy as well because I could always, you know, I could go there when I need to go there, so type of thing. And uh, and I'm predominantly a writer, so um, you know, I can write wherever I where I wherever I am. And then it's sort of, you know, if I need to record again, it's the same idea. You can do a lot of file sharing online with other writers and. Uh, you know, there's all the technology now that wasn't available years ago. So, yeah, and, and it's it's so much easier now to produce stuff mm-hmm. than it was then. So it's just you, it's easier to live kind of closer to home. You can be around home and you can do everything that you were able to do before, right? 
yeah, it's it's great to like be around people. And then the other thing is as well is you you kind of I well from my experience I kind kind of built a community like with other musicians and writers. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know you know you find you make connections that way, and uh, so yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've uh, you we have some of your music here, and uh, that we're, we're going to feature some of it shortly. And I, I want to talk to you about like your journey with music because I was listening through some of the stuff you have online, yes. and I found like almost every song sounded so different than the other. Like th- there was like almost like overarching, the uh, I don't know vibes is that the word I could use, but um, I, I almost couldn't pinpoint what the sound was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, I appreciate that. That's a compliment. Awesome. <laughs> That's a compliment. Um, Fingers crossed. I, 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 as far as the sound, I, like you're asking me, um, why is it that it, there's different vibes to it? You mean? Or like, as I was listening to, it, I noticed that like songs were like very different from the other one, and I was just curious. Like with your journey from music, has this always been happening? Like every song is just like you try to make it different from maybe what you've already made in the past, or is it like? Oh, that's a good good question. Um, I I guess it's for me. It's it's just sort of I write the song and then um, I don't really think about trying to make something sound different than something else. But I do try to like sort of um, you know I, I try to grow. So so certainly I you know um, I'm always looking at exploring different sounds. Um, so. I think I'm interested in growing. So, in terms of genres and kind of exploring different, uh, um, you know, sounds of music, and um, I would say that's sort of the approach. And then also looking at different instrumentation and and even you know the electronic side of it. Um, just looking for different sounds. Um, but um, yeah, I, I never know where it's going to go. I do find though um, when I work with different writers or. Uh, different producers, or, I've, or or if I co-produce, uh, the sound, you know, there's always something, there's always a different sound or a flavor to it. So, yeah, I would say more of that. Not not intentionally trying to sound different. I just think it just happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, the first song that we're going to feature is uh, Turn It Up. Can you talk about... Um Maybe the meaning behind the song, or maybe some inspirations, and also the music video. Because you have some really cool and unique music videos with with a bunch of your songs. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so turn it up. Um, I guess uh, the idea of the song it's about like you want to. I, I write. I tend to write. I'm very observational, so a lot of the music I write is things I observe. So it doesn't necessarily. Um, involve me when it comes to a storyline, but you know, I, I, I get you know, I find people kind of inspirational, like you know what you see and you know that type of thing. So, but this particular song, um, it's kind of uh, you know when someone meets another person and they both want to say hello, but both of them are kind of not willing or they're kind of afraid or mm-hmm. you know they, they they don't know how to approach it. So that's kind of the song about turn it up. It's kind of like. What are you waiting for? You know, you know. Let's let's meet. You know, kind of, and see where it goes. So that's that's the idea behind the song. Uh, and then I think you asked me a second part to that question. Um, or, or? Just like meeting and inspirations, but also I wanted to, for you to talk about like the music video and when you get your ideas. Oh, for right. That one as well. Okay, so the the music video, um, I um, I, I connected with um, a production company. Um, Hills video, and I, uh, I approached them about, 
you know, wanting to do something kind of fun and, you know, full of energy and fun and silly, you know, because I, you know, I don't want to take things too seriously sometimes when it comes to music. Um, and I think the idea of using all the different fruits and mm-hmm. dancing and all that, it's just kind of the energy that, you know, you get energy from fruit, you get, you know, up, up and going and stuff like that. So it was just kind of playful and it's really about that. That's that's where the video came from. We just kind of wanted to make it silly and funny and, you know, where the song, if you just listen to the audio track, it might be a little bit more um, serious, mm-hmm. but fun too. Yeah, I really like the video. It's Thank very you. silly. Thank you. Think this in my mind 
Okay, and we're back, and that was Turn It Up. We have Paul Manchin on online right now. On the online. On the line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The age of internet's got me all loopy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a new year. <laughs> yeah, that's we didn't right. think we'd make it through to this decade. It'd be like Y2 2020. Who knows? Happen. So, yeah, the new year's coming up, or uh, the new year's here. What do you have in store for uh, for yourself and, and like your music musical endeavors? Uh, well, I'm. Um, I think the next approach is I'm actually, um, um, and we talked about it. I guess I'm doing a, um, an, um, like a uh, workshop at the uh, Toronto Reference Library. Cool. And um, it's it's me talking about personal experiences as a, a musical artist, and and I kind of go into discussion about songwriting and performance and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I t- kind of talk about the video production and the technical side of it, and sort of the ideas I wanted to focus in on or um, is mental health and self-care. Um, and so I, I think, for me, um, my interest for the new year um, as a writer and a performer, uh, I think, well, I shouldn't say think, I, what I want to do is I want to continue kind of, you know, exploring themes that are kind of helpful to people. Mm-hmm. Um, more relatable, um, you know, um, just because I think, you know, anybody in, in any walk of life, you know, we all have um, personal struggles and we kind of like look to music, right, for, you know, we every type of music, everyone, meaning, music has meaning for everyone, I believe, you know, whatever genre it is to them. And so, you know, um, there are things that can bring your mood up, bring your mood down, Um and I just think, for me, it's just kind of sharing that message, kind of like at the workshop. So if if I can do a plug, if it's cool, I'd like to yeah, uh, definitely. mention the, Yeah, can I? Okay, oh, yeah, great. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, it's going to be the last Tuesday of January of this month. So that's Tuesday, January 28th. And I'll be there from 7 o'clock in the evening till 8 o'clock, so 7 to 8. And that's going to be at the Toronto Reference Library, which is at 789 Young Street in Beaton Hall. So just a simple way of thinking of it is if you're downtown Toronto and you're, you know, anywhere on Young Street, you take the subway or drive right to Young and Bloor, and the Toronto Reference Library is right there. And I'm on the first floor, and, and yeah, so cool. That sounds hopefully fun. you guys can make it out if uh, you're around. So. Well, well, why not? Try our best. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> That's awesome. cool. And I, you know what I like to about like just speaking of music and, um, I guess what I've really kind of come to understand, just with trying to be more vulnerable, like just with my own, you know, speaking to people and relationships, is that yeah. it's so it's much easier to do it in music. I think like it's really hard for me to be like Dylan. I'm having a hard time. But if I were to write a song about it. And then suddenly everybody's listening to it like it's almost it, like a celebration rather than me expressing it. You know what I mean? I yeah, just, that's, that's, I really that's, like that about music is that it's kind of like a no pressure or maybe a less pressure way to be like, I need help or like this is what I'm going through and other people can relate, you know, because it can be so hard to talk about mental health and self-care, like stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because... It's true. There are some people, and it, whether it's through um, music or it's writing or painting or mm-hmm. acting, right? Everyone's got to find their way 
uh, to overcome certain things, right? So, yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think, though, some people are vulnerable just to even, you know, to attempt to, to write a song because they're, they're concerned to share it with people. Yeah. But I think, I think um, just listening to what you said, if you have songs or you have things, you know, yeah, the, the, you get that out there and you share, right? And then sometimes even, even when you're looking at other people's situations and you, you write about it, and, and sometimes you can't directly... Um, you know, you may not know the person or you just sort of see things and you kind of like think of a way, well, how can you get a message out there that might be helpful, right? Mm-hmm, to them. Uh, yeah. and, and, there's, and, and everybody's got, you know, everyone's got a struggle or, you know, they go through their things. Um, so absolutely, I'm, I hear you. Yeah. I agree. Good. So we're going to feature a, another song and this song is What Makes People Happy. Right. Mm. Can you can you touch on that uh, yeah. the meaning behind this song and Yeah, absolutely. So what makes people happy? I was um I was actually sitting at a pool. I wasn't having a good day. <laughs> so and I was kind of looking at the sky and I was just kind of thinking, you know, like what are the th- what are some things that, you know, it's it's kind of like what the title says, what what makes people happy and it mm. and it's kind of like, you know, we all think, well, do we actually know or uh, you know, it's that's that's sort of so it's kind of trying to talk it through like what makes people happy and how do you explore it so that's that's the meaning of that song
What Makes People Happy by Paul Manchin. Joined on, li- on the line right now. You've been on the music grind for so- quite quite a long time. Yes. And, uh, you know, people can hear your music wherever they find music. It's on YouTube. You have a bunch of music videos. It's on lots of it or on Spotify. Yes. Can you touch on the whole the, the promotion aspect of it? Because it, that always seems like one of the harder things to do as an artist, right? Like, making music seems like the more difficult one, but I, I never think of the promotion aspect of it, and you know, sometimes... How do you, you make people care, you know? Yeah. How do you bring attention to it? Because mm-hmm. you've got a, a lot of great music, and I'm Thank you. curious how, how you would... How do you, yeah, get people to listen? Well, actually, um, I think it's it starts with the person, so, you know, you, you have to care about your music. And it's important. It has to be important to you. And and I think when people, when you promote a song or if you promote anything, um, I think in life, um, people have to. Um, you have to believe in what you're actually doing. It's. I mean, you can't. I, I don't believe you can promote something if you don't really believe in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe some people are good at that. I'm not. So um, to answer your question about how to get it out there and. I think for me, um, it's always about um, just trying to reach every person you can. So um, you you walk by a local, you know, magazine, a music magazine, and you, you think, oh, let's try that. Or you might walk into a retail store and you see a music video playing in the um, 
in the store, you, you find out where, what satellite stations using that, and you want to get that, your video on that. Uh, you, you email, like, you know, your contacts. You try to develop more contacts. Um, uh, I think it's also to sort of, um, you know, you try to find when it's appropriate. Um, if, you, if you believe in a certain charity or a cause and you feel like you can connect your music um, to that cause and, and they can benefit, um, and, and you can, you know, definitely perform something that you, you believe in, um, that's another approach. Um, uh, calling people like radio stations, like, you know, for me to contact you guys or, mm. um, or you know, you know, even getting it to main radio stations. Um, music directors, I found some are willing to, you know, consider, like, listening to the song. Um, mm. So... Yeah, I, I just think it's just a, a um, continual movement of, you know, getting yourself out there. Um, and, and I'm still doing that, and I, and I will continue. Um, um, yeah, so. Just shooting your shot and actually giving a damn about your own music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that is important. And you can tell, right? Like, some people don't, you know? Some people really care about the message that they're trying to get out into the world, and you can hear and see and feel the passion right you know what i mean that's really important yeah for me exactly right yeah i'm I'm curious when you're when you're promoting your uh your music and you're going to other radio stations do you get a lot of reception like do you get a lot of uh positive feedback are they willing to listen to it because you mentioned that it's getting the music director actually listen to it and as someone who listens to the radio not as much as i used to but you know it's, it's, it's kind of the same music's on every station it seems like sometimes well, yeah. So the the, the thing is, when uh, you know, it, it's it's both, right? It can be positive, and it can not be always positive. But I think, in my experience, I, I I think that what the way I approach it is, you know, just like kind of like a reporter. You know, mm-hmm. you call the station up, you find out who the music director is, or you know, you you look up the email if it's available. Um, you 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 act you ask respectfully you know if you would consider the music um, you send the file sometimes people want you to go through DMDS which is in um, uh, you know like they it's like a, um, how you get your music uploaded to the stations mm-hmm. um, there's a variety of approaches um, you know it's it's it, it helps if you have a top forty single um, I'm assuming for stations because I know that it's sort of a lot of them perhaps may want those type of songs on the station but you know it's always worth a shot and you know um get it out there so i've had both positive and you know i wouldn't say negative i would just say just you know uh try again or uh you know and some may not respond and some will and so it's it's all you know with time i though i what i found is when they hear about when they see your stuff or you you you, you keep reaching out they might you know, it might give you a chance, but you don't want, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's been for me. So, yeah. Cool stuff. Like this interview today. Yeah. Like this is positive because, you know, you guys gave me an opportunity and I really appreciate that. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we appreciate you coming on as well because uh, it's, it's just cool to be able to talk to like, just like local artists and people who are like, they, they really care about, like, you know, you really care about your music and, uh, the community that they're a part of, yeah, I think right. is what, yeah, we really, really like. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the next one we're going to feature is King. Could you yep. uh, speak on this one? 
for us? Yeah, so um, the song, uh, King, um, it's about leading your own path. Um, um, you know, you know, basically, like we're all kings, right? Um, or, you know, queens, and we lead our own path, right, in life. Um, so when I wrote the song, I wrote it with um, another talented uh, writer named Blackjack, who he and I uh, co-produced it together. Um, you know, it was kind of the idea of, like, you know, sometimes it's you're just vibing, um, and then it just comes together, the song. Uh, with this song, I had sort of an idea of, you know, I wanted to talk about how does one, you know, grow and and, be, and, and just stand for who they are and, and so forth. So that's the actual song. Um, the video um, was a series of actually... Um, four music videos, oh, really? and so, and I'd like to touch upon this a little bit, so then it makes it makes more sense to this particular um, song, or not so much song, but the video. But this, the first song is "Take a Ride," which um, you know, which was a song about um, a guy that's struggling through life and he's having a hard time, and sort of the second part to it in the second video is called One, and that video has to do with someone struggling with, um, you know, alcoholism and, um, and how, you know, and they're, because of the loss of their, of their partner, where the third is kind of, their child is struggling with their gender identity. So mm -hmm. King is sort of what that's about, the video. And the gender identity is, if you've, I don't know if you've seen the video, or the people that may check it out, it's uh, King, the King video. Um, it's about a woman um, who's struggle, struggling with her gender. And so the idea is that she, wants, she, she um, identifies as a man. And so even though it's not that clear in the actual video, the idea is, is that, you know, um, you know, she's kind of feeling held, like, you know, um, mm -hmm. for, or he is kind of wanting to be someone else, right? Not someone else, but who they identify as, as their gender. So mm -hmm. that's what that video is about. And I think um, when we look at groups like the transgender community, right, um, you know, there's a lot of struggle. Um, and, you know, and there's always that, you know, groups are always looking for acceptance. And so um, for me, I guess, you know, listening to the song and, and wanting to see, you know, show see people grow, right, and, and kind of understand where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of what that message was. And then the fourth video, which um, is kind of like, the, like the, the closing of it, so rather than me giving it away, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it can be searched on YouTube, too. Oh, yeah, so, and you, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. check it out.
That was King Paul Manchin joined on on the line right now. You mentioned how this was a almost like a, 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 not a montage, a collaboration of different music videos. Yes. And one thing I had noticed, if you haven't seen, first off, if you haven't seen the music video, go out there and watch it. It's King, and then his, your YouTube channel has a bunch of other ones that you definitely have to check out as well. Um, They're all very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we like them. Very artsy, I find. Or I don't even know, I don't know know the right words. That's the word I'm using. But but. I take that as a compliment. That's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah. good. Um, but I, I noticed you have like I don't know if it's a character, but I, I saw it with the Take a Ride video with the um, there's like a, a mask, like a, like a cartoon mask almost. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. And then that that appeared in the King video. Is there any like I don't know symbolism behind behind that? Yeah. So th- that's a really good question. So the that that actual uh, image. Um, is from an album cover of mine. Um, an artist had done the um, the anime of it, and okay. it was originally going to be in a music video, that character, um, where it was all going to be anime. Um, and then, you know, uh, I guess the idea was it would be kind of interesting to sort of be, um, you know, put me in the background and just sort of have this character created. And I guess it, for me it was just kind of being, you know, Something unique, something I haven't tried tried yet, and um, so um, yeah, so it's just kind of you know listen to the music and and um, and then person secondary kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, so the next song we're going to feature is uh, t- uh, "Take a Ride." Can you, right. can you touch on this one? Yeah, absolutely. So um, "Take a Ride." Um, um, the way that came about is I wanted to uh, work with Mo Berg um, from the Pursuit of Happiness, and oh, cool. um, 
I actually reached out to him on social media, um, and um, and and the idea was that you know I wanted to work with him and 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 I wanted to see if he would consider uh, producing you know my work, and uh, so we got together we collaborated and we wrote the song he was a really good producer to work with um he's a really good listener um very open to like ideas he's very creative i i feel very fortunate to have worked with him (laughs) and basically we got together and uh started writing it you know on the guitar um put the melodies together and then eventually we got into the studio recorded it and uh, and then from there, I think that's sort of when I started to get, you know, a little bit more um, exposure for the music videos. Um, mm. and, um, and, and the other uh, fun thing that was when we were promoting it, uh, we also got the, um, the single on the back of a bus. So, oh. so in Hamilton, oh. of all, so I don't, so on the back of the bus in Hamilton buses, there was that single, and it would say, you know, Paul Mansions, take a ride. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the idea was the connection to, you know, the, you know, the HSR buses yeah. and so forth. So it was kind of fun, and uh, yeah, uh, take a ride. Um, that's about um, that one. That one's, um, I guess, a, it's about a person, right? Um, Who's kind of, you know, dealing, you know, dealing with life, having a hard time, um, struggling, and um, they, um, you know, thinking about someone that they lost in their life, and so, you know, how, you know, how do they move on? So, you know, they kind of, you know, they go out and they take a ride and they just sort of escape and mm-hmm. um, just kind of like, you know, try to forget about things. But as we know, you can't and. Um, the idea is is that you know you, you know think about it and uh, and I always leave a message on the on the end of these videos like talk to someone right so yeah, yeah. I'm not going to preach uh, you know how a person lives their life but you know my my hope is if someone's going through a hard time um, then you know they will find a way to find to reach out to someone because there is someone always there so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it may not necessarily be someone you know, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it'll encourage people to get support, right, or look for it. So. Yeah. I sit in my room, I pick at my skin, I look at the wall, tune out the fan. Suck my drink back Look at the phone I scratch my jaw Then walk to my car So I Take a ride It helps me forget That I'm missing you Yeah, I Take a ride It helps me forget me to pretend I don't care but that is a lie I get up and cruise into the night yeah I 
Mansion, join on the line right now. And I have to, man, I really like that song. Like, your songs are great. <laughs> the other day I was cleaning my house and I was listening to your songs and I had that song re- on repeat for like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, cool. He cool. actually won't <laughs> stop talking about it. It's starting to annoy me. Oh, well, that's <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Thank you. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for taking your time to talk with us today. Is uh, You mentioned this workshop you got coming up in Toronto. Yes. Um, that again. Yeah, can we get the details of that again? Yes, it's going to be on the last Tuesday of this month, which is Tuesday, January 28th. It uh, goes from 7 to 8. Um, it's going to be at the Toronto Reference Library at Young and Bloor. And um, when you, it's on the first floor, so when you, when you enter the library... Um, at the very back, there's a, a room called Beaton Hall, and I'll be in there. And I think they'll probably—they've been really supportive, so they've been supporting it as well and promoting it. So um, I, I'm sure there'll be signage and where you can see, and it's open to the public. Um, yeah, so it's great. Yeah, awesome. Can I? Can I? Um, I'd like to mention one more thing, if I could. Oh, like an, yeah, it, oh it's wait. about the I'll new go, album go coming out. Sorry, if we Absolutely. have time. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the single uh, "Turn It Up" is is now on you know iTunes and Google Play and, and uh, the other um, download places. Uh, but the album will be coming out in February, and um, for me it was a huge highlight because um, um, I got to, uh, an opportunity to work out in, in, in England this summer, and this is kind of the first time I had an opportunity to work out there. And I got to work out of uh, Real World Studios, um, which is Peter Gabriel's studio. And that was pretty wild for me because yeah. um, I appreciate a lot of his songwriting. And, um, and so I got to work out there and, uh, and lay some pretty cool tracks that I'm excited about, which will be on the new album. So um, I just wanted to mention that. So, and also plug the new album if that's cool. So Perfect. Yeah, so that's coming yeah. out in February, you said? 
Yeah, February, definitely. Awesome. And so where can they hear the the release? Uh, you mean like, like? oh, you mean the singles? Or do you mean like the, the party, the CD release party kind of thing? Oh, no, sorry, I didn't realize you're doing a whole CD release party. Yeah, at some point, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but the actual album uh, will be available online um, in February, probably, you know, like the i. Uh, it'd be like iTunes, Google Play, um, yeah, the, those kind of uh, downloads places and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that that's great. Is yeah. there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap things up? Just want to say thank you to you both. Thank for, you for coming on. on. It's it's great to hear some of the uh, the ideas and inspirations behind your music, and it was just cool to be able to touch on, you know, the stuff that you create. Okay. Yeah, really good to talk to you, Paul. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks. Happy New Year. La, 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 la. I think you're going to change my plans. La, 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 la. I think you're going to change my plans. Push up on me. Put your body on mine. Hands and waist. Let's kiss all night. Tongue tied. Closed eyes. I love it when you take your time. So you're listening to Campus Conversations. I'm Lorraine Postma. Dylan Moore. And um, last week we uh, were talking to Chastity, um, I believe, the guitarist and the singer of Chastity. Yeah, Brandon. Anyways. Brandon. Mm-hmm. He was super cool. Um, Chastity is a band from Whitby. Um, and we talked a little bit just about their band. And um, as well as what I kind of thought was interesting that we've entered into that I didn't really expect was um, trying to kind of curate a scene in Whitby, Brandon was... Yeah, that's his push to bring more attention and more... bring out the music. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, uh... I guess it becomes this cycle, which we were talking to Mickey earlier, and he mentions how Hamilton has such a big music scene, and it really does, and it's not something that I didn't know before living here. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... You know, you move in... I moved here, and then you hear these names of, like, oh, this name's... They're playing, they're playing, and and people know who they are. And I'm like, yeah. I've never heard of these artists. It's like, oh, well, they play... They're huge in Hamilton. And I think it's really cool that, like... You know, you have big artists in Canada that are, like, Canada's Canadian-specific, but even smaller when it gets local. You mm-hmm. try to do the same thing. No, exactly right. And it's interesting, too, because, like, like, I'm from a pretty small town, and I'd say it's, like, Whitby is pr- a little bit smaller than Hamilton, eh? I'm not really sure. I've never been. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit smaller than Hamilton and, like, a lot spread out. And um, I'm from an even smaller town than Whitby, and there's just no... Like, there's very, very few bands, and they don't get the opportunity to play because... There's just no scene, right? So yeah, and like I, I grew up in a small town too, off of uh, the southern the southern coast of Lake Simcoe, <laughs> like called Port Bolster. And I'm like trying to think, like you can't have a music scene there. There's not even a Tim Hortons. I don't know where. What? There's not even a Tim Hortons for real. Not in I'm not in Port Bolster. No, not wow. that I'm aware. Unless they built it, it's been a while. You know what's interesting is I think that Tim. I think that Trenton. That's where I'm from. Um, I've been there. I stopped by on my way to. On, a, on my way to Montreal. Yeah, place. that's how anybody knows it. It's like, oh, it's on the way to Montreal. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty small. I always it said um, it was like like Dundas, but there's no transit. Like Dundas is a small part of Hamilton, like a little town outside of Hamilton, part of Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton's kind of swallowed it, so you get the transit and all that. Yeah, but you can't transit in Trenton. You can't get around. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I'm sure, plays a role too, right? Yeah. Like people... I think when people can't access you kind of stuck in each other, you're just stuck at home and stuff. Yeah, same with Port Bolster. There's two buses that came every day, like one at 6 a.m. and one at like 6 p.m. Like what? It's just to that? get to Toronto for work if you really need to or get into the city because it's so far away. Oh, man, it's crazy. Public transit. 
It's, uh, yeah. it's going to be our next thing. We're going to get an MP of Hamilton on here to talk about public transit. We could. Why we not? Should, right? Why not? <laughs> we, you know, we, we need to venture into politics. I don't know why we haven't done that. I think we're just being. They say don't talk about politics on the air. So let's just bring yeah. a politician. <laughs> exactly. Fred Eisenberger. He's our <laughs> mayor, right? Um, anyway, so uh, and it and it, but it is kind of a political thing. I mean, what's this? Like local music? Yeah, I think it can be kind of political. I mean, and especially I think punk music, like Chastity's pretty punk. And their whole kind of vibe, too, is like, I'd say pretty stick it to the man. Kind of calling out the problems and stuff in society. I I guess whenever the government gets involved, it inherently becomes a little political. You know, with all these government grants for art stuff mm-hmm. but like there's and there's a lot of um you know i'm a huge fan of the band protest the hero and a lot of their music videos are done from government grants yeah no it's you important know, so. right because you can't you don't have a lot of access i know um one of my friends did a project on the basic income oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a couple of years ago and um, ubi yeah and when it ended up getting canceled she did something kind of similar to the humans of new york she did humans of basic income and kind of just pe- you know took pictures of people on their little short stories of like how it helped them, right? Yeah. She shared hers and like she was able to grow her photography business just by having a basic income. And she said before she was working like four jobs yeah. just to not be growing. And what's the point? You mm-hmm. know? So uh, anyway, we're going to get Fred Eisenberg on the show sometime. But first, I don't even know if I should be saying that. We can get him on. We're going to grill him. All right, uh, but yeah, listen to our interview with uh, Brandon from uh, Chastity. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're listening to Campus Conversations. This is uh, I'm Dylan with Lorraine. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and we're with Brandon from Chastity. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So you've recently come out with an album. Uh, how how did that go? How did it go? Putting it out? Yeah, like the, was the was a good reception? Like I'm not sure how. Like the post promotion after like an album comes out, like what's to come? Um, so I don't know. How how do you feel it went? Oh, I think it went okay. I mean, I I really stuck a pretty politically divisive and um, sharp record, at yeah. least sharp one way uh, record. So I think uh, it went it went okay. I think I sort of, in retrospect, used my sophomore slump in a um, in a cool way to um, just be so pointed politically and um, yeah I think I think though that it went okay I think it sort of just kept me on track cool um, I don't know it's hard to look at things like sort of career wise or something but yeah I guess so I guess it uh, it went it went okay and I think it was like very well received just some people and not as well received as the first record with others but um how did it differ from your last record in your opinion um death lust right that was the first one yeah okay yeah i mean i'm not sure the debut is sort of has a sort of another spirit to it but Mm -hmm. um to be honest like this second one wouldn't have happened and wouldn't have had as developed of a perspective um, without the first because I think the, the second sort of um, was formed when we were traveling in the States mm-hmm. um, and sort of just faced with the realities of the States and the 
maybe the world's biggest example is neoliberalism um, at work or or not working. And yeah. So I think, yeah. So I think it just differed in message for sure. And uh, yeah, the, I mean, Death Luster was about survival was the theme, the sort of overarching theme, and Homemade Satan was about fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of just like developed 10 lyrics around those themes. Um, so you wrote, th- so this record was written kind of based on your experience on the road then? Because I know a lot of it is, yeah, like kind of fear and uh, I think to quote maybe a Facebook post of yours, like personal conflicts in a political turmoil, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it wasn't so much about like my uh, my experiences like sort of, like being in a band and traveling or whatever and the sort of like but it was it was just about seeing America and seeing and just sort of I think I was like reading some dark stuff and then I was like faced with some dark stuff in America and mm-hmm. um, I think it's just sort of a mix of both uh, that sort of turned out homemade Satan. Um, yeah, I was reading a book on, like, fear, this Latham's Quarterly. It's sort of this magazine, a 200-page magazine, um, compiled of different fear um, quotes from history of, uh, like, great thinkers from history. And, yeah, I was reading that while we were traveling in America, and it sort of developed. Hmm, interesting. All so, just based yeah. on fear? yeah. Putting a little bit of spooky themes in the head there, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Now, when you're when you're coming out with an album that has like a strong political message, it, it, do you have any worries of like the reception? Because it seems like it could go like very strongly in either direction. Yeah, um, I wasn't fearful. Maybe I wasn't fearful enough, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was just. I've been saying kind of just like commie stuff. My first, <laughs> my, like the promo photo that was everywhere and on Apple Music, I was wearing a shirt that said build the young communist league in Canada. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not, I sort of, and that was with, that was on Death Lust and I was, I was in interviews, I was sort of just speaking the mm-hmm. truth as I see it or whatever. So, um, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't fearful, to be honest, but... Do, do you hope to kind of provoke a reaction from a, some sort, of some sorts? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I sort of hope to provoke or uh, just some action. Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, not... I don't know. There seems to be not enough action. It seems to be pretty relaxed. Uh, yeah, I know. So there's uh, a whole lot of talk Canada. about it, right? But, um, like, I know, like, I'll, a couple topics you were mentioning again on this Facebook post, like indigenous rights and stuff, right? Like, and in, um, and again, actually, what I really liked is that you kind of wanted to make this album, like, a, maybe like a neighborhood anthem, right? Like, have people relate to it that don't have something else, or they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, the project has just been from the beginning. A project for Whitby, from Whitby, my hometown, and I think other towns have maybe heard themselves in it, and um, other kids from those towns maybe 
hopefully have like heard themselves in it and, and from there uh, the project has been toured and the project has been spread a little bit I guess and but the project is like a wimpy project and it's for my neighborhood that's the neighborhood I'm from and um, yeah that's the song I sing but um, I think it's these are songs about the struggle and um, about battling our battles and battling our battle with our neighbors as well so um yeah i think Very it's like communal a, i think i hope so yeah yeah you sound like really passionate about your your hometown i personally i've never been to whitby but it's something that's you know I, I hear about it from time to time and um it's cool to see that you're like i, I saw in a post that you wanted to almost like bring was it music back to whitby or Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the Whippy music scene. I mean, I've only really passed through Whippy. I'm from Belleville, so I go through Whippy to go home. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know of the Tim Hortons and the Wendy's. And <laughs> that's the, exactly the that's by, all I know. Yeah, the yeah. Shoppers Drug Mart and stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing with Whippy is there are kids. I see kids in Met shirts in Whippy, and I see kids, you know, with mohawks or whatever in Whippy. But there's no space. Like, these kids possibly don't know each other because there's no common space um, for these kids to know each other. So I was just having a conversation about this, but, like, a place like Hamilton, sort of on the downward spiral of the steel industry, sort of closing shop in town, Mm -hmm. artists kind of came in and took those empty spaces and created their own spaces and created their own communities, right? I think a place like Oshawa next door to Whitby or Whitby, when that sort of, when the industry was sort of spiraling there, real estate instead went up because of its proximity to the city, long story short, you know. Um, But those sort of spaces weren't inhabited Mm -hmm. um, by artists uh, and they didn't pick up that opportunity and I'm I've sort of got a fear in, in myself that Oshawa or, or Whitby sort of the, that ship has sailed a little bit but we started a barn we started barn shows in Whitby and and Max came and played and Pop came and played and a few other great bands and artists Chaos came and played uh, the barn in, in Whitby like yeah K-O-S so, yeah he's from Whitby no way okay yeah. that's awesome that's yeah, sweet. so way to go. So that we were trying to sort of start, or or not start a scene because I I believe these kids are like around, but just like organize a community in Whitby of these kids, and I'm one of these kids, you know. So, um, yeah, I think we're just trying to start and organize, and we're having a show in like a old theater this month with our friend Dizzy who live next door in Oshawa and awesome. we're trying to organize more and more but there's no to be honest yeah there's no infrastructure at the minute so it's kind of a, an ongoing project of organizing and hopefully calling for a space or and you're hoping to kind of bring attention to like your your, your local art scene I hope so yeah, yeah I hope so yeah and there's great bands in Whitby, Oshawa, Ajax, you know, Durham region there, but yeah, not not a space really to for them to be 
Yeah, there's no other for them to play. Oh. And yeah. sorry, I just stopped being able to hear you. Um, there's nowhere for them to play, and like when there's no promoters in the town because there's no shows going on, like there's just nowhere for anybody to even get started. I guess it know? becomes right. a vicious cycle. Yeah, so that's that's really really awesome what you're doing, and I think really important because yeah, you see people around wearing Mets shirt, and I wrote that down because I was going to say like that's I love Mets, that's awesome. You guys have played with really 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 cool bands, and. Um, that like that's so cool that you get you get that opportunity and you know home people from your hometown will see that and be like oh like I can do that too you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah hopefully hopefully yeah. it has that effect on me with like protest the hero was sort of the band at the high school up the hill you know yeah. for me awesome. and I think that was a, and the dungeon was a venue that did exist when I was growing up and mm-hmm. in Oshawa and yeah so I hope. That effect carries on, but it sort of seems like a break in the chain here, and there's sort of been a gap. So it's just concern for, for I think, more... Anyone I talk... I was just at Long McQuaid in Oshawa, and I was talking with someone that was so passionate about, like, where is our infrastructure here for, mm. you know, Arts. people who, yeah. you know what I mean, dye their hair black or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, totally. So I know you've kind of just started this project, but have you uh, have you noticed anything in the short time that you've been working on it, or trying to bring attention at least? Which project do you mean? Just kind of like the overarching of uh, bringing attention to like Whitby, like uh, with with your music, it seems to like play a role in like, yeah, bringing more eyes on Whitby and the music scene and bringing out more musicians who might live in Whitby. I'm just wondering yeah. if you've noticed a change in that since you've started making your music. It felt. It felt a bit more organized, and it felt like the message has been, like the signal has been boosted maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I went to a show the other day in the art gallery in Oshawa. And, um, like I said, yeah, people have sort of um, united around, like a, a call for some infrastructure. And mm-hmm. I think in my mind, my pipe dream is, some sort of like state venue like they've gotten Sweden that raised refused you know or um, or just some sort of state help whether it's from municipal the municipal government or provincial or federal or whatever to sort of help and open a venue in Whitby um, because real estate is so insane there Mm. Um, so I think that's sort of been the a call is like just sort of knocking on the mayor's door, sort of knocking on our uh, MPPs and MPs doors and saying, "Hey, isn't that weird? There's ten hockey arenas and no um, community media or arts or music." Yeah, no, space. totally. So, and I, that's the action that's important, right? Because it's one thing to just say, "Like, hey, where are all these venues?" But it's a whole other thing to actually be like, "Hey, where are all these venues?" Like somebody answer me you know and directing those questions at the right people right i hope so yeah Yeah. i hope so dude keep it up tell us so tell us more a little bit more about like playing in a band and stuff because as far as i know i'm not when did chastity begin 2018 or no no well that's when that's when death bus came out but it's been a few years yeah just been putting demos and seven inches and like an ep out and everything so 
oh yeah, it sort of, it sort of like felt like it self-actualized in a, in the biggest way so far with Deathlust, um, and that's sort of when the like heavier touring began. But um, yeah, it's been a few, it's been a few years anyway. Yeah, and you guys are touring very consistently right now, eh? I'm seeing you're going to like Europe and stuff with Dive again, which yeah. is another really sweet band. Also, you just played Maddie Fest, which seems pretty awesome. I was telling Dylan, uh, you guys basically played with Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. you, you could say that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thank big you. stuff. Well, speak to like where you started and where you are now, because that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I think you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful and wide-eyed, to be honest, at, like, these opportunities. And, um, yeah, because I think the project still, and I hope for forever, as long as it lasts, is just grounded in, this is like a Whitby project. This is for Whitby, you know, and we get to go all these places, and it's amazing, and um, get to meet um, artists who have inspired us and who um, are so incredible and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for it and I think though that I'm still sort of a sponge and I want to soak up any information that I can you know and any like inspiration that I can yeah. um, and dive I mean this will be our third time going out with dive and they have been so encouraging and so um, inspiring, yeah, for the project, and um, yeah, I think I'm I'm wide-eyed, and I remain wide-eyed, and I think I'm just grateful to um, be out here and to be able to sing these songs. To be honest, yeah, so. no, it's a it's like a privilege, right, to be able to kind of share sure, your emotions and what you're feeling, and spread like a larger message of like, yo, people need help our scene stuff like that right um what do you have any like highlights of making music or anything like that or anything that you haven't done yet that you would really like to oh my i i told my girl when i start like was just getting going with this linnea i was like i i would love to release one lp and i would love to go and play england and yeah, well, there I we think go. I'm two LPs in, and I've been to England, and so I think I'm I'm not sort of resting and uh, cool with it. And I think there's more work to be done, and I think I've got more songs. I mean, I literally have written a few new songs toward the next record, but um, yeah, I think I I'm just like sick. This has been so wild, and it is so wild, but. I don't. I'm, there have been a lot of highlights. And, um, I'm looking forward to what's to come, and I think the barn has been a massive highlight that comes to mind. We're just talking about the barn, and yeah, that's the record awesome. was out for like less than 24 hours, and kids were singing songs that just came out that mm. day in Whitby. That's cool. Um, I think that was. I don't know if it's the number one highlight, but it's among the highlights of like surprise and and yeah just feeling well i feel like that you're actually seeing a difference right i mean uh, somebody could 
you know, recommend your music or something like that, like a big name or something. But to see, like, kids and a community benefiting from what you're doing, yeah, I think is very rewarding. And, and I, knowing uh, they're playing it on repeat when they're at home or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And I get uh, good on you for, like, I think barn shows, just any shows where kids of all ages can attend, right? I think even bars are often, you know, only for 19 plus or whatever, right? So yeah, shows sure, where yeah. kids, like, of all ages can go out and enjoy and learn new music, meet people. I think meeting yeah. people is a really big thing just to get you started. And it's like, hey, oh, my gosh, I just met my hero. I can do this or I will, I'm going to keep coming out and stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely like an ethos that's, I mean, we do support tours and we open for projects and don't have much control of the all ages factor on those shows, but we're booking a like co-headline tour in the States right now. We've announced some of them. Um, and I think like literally, uh, all of them are all ages. Maybe one later show is going to be 18 plus or mm-hmm. you have to come with a like supervised guardian or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's important to us that. I mean, yeah, even if it's not all ages, I remember I took yeah. a, uh, I didn't have anybody to go see counterparts with in Hamilton back when, um, I forget it was called the underground was mm-hmm. a venue. So my mom came with me and she had yeah. a great time. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. So what's uh, what's 2020 looking like for Chastity then? See a lot of touring. <laughs> yeah, a lot, other than touring, I guess. Yeah, a lot of touring up until like yeah. at least April or something, eh? Yeah, yeah. So the first bit, um, I mean, tomorrow I'm heading up up to go up north to sort of retreat and write a bunch of new songs. I've got like lyrics piled on each other right now, and um going to go just put those to song up north uh, for the next seven or eight days, I think. And um, then we start some shows, starting with Hamilton, start some mm-hmm. shows after, and do sort of southern Ontario, and then um, going to do a show in Whitby with all strings, um, with a string quartet, and record that, and then put that recording out. Cool. And then we're going to be over in Europe, and then doing America, so we've got like 60 shows or something coming up, but um, yeah, and then and then in the spring I hope to do some recording and then try to, yeah, try to convince the label to put it out. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping, yeah, I mean, maybe I just shouldn't say it, but I'm hoping this year. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> so we'll see, we'll, we'll keep, keep an eye out, but yeah, yeah you seem, seem busy. Do you enjoy doing these like big tours where you're going to Europe and uh, I know you mentioned that you were at in, in England last year right yeah we were yeah do you enjoy it's probably fun to travel but is it something that you like are you looking forward to going to the UK in February yeah for sure yeah like it is anxiety inducing I like look at the schedule or whatever and it's like holy smokes but I think if I'm not preoccupied preoccupied that's even more anxiety inducing for me and if I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think long story short, it's anxiety inducing, but it's it's like damn if you don't, damn if you do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like, at least right. you and know I'm you have something to, to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to these these shows with Dive and playing. Like I just looked at some of the venues and I'm like, whoa, they're pretty wild looking venues. And we played the one in Amsterdam that we're going to again, but hmm. like, there's a few that I'm like, holy smokes, it's 
That's yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to it. And we're playing like Italy and Spain and stuff. It's surreal. So it's like that's like, amazing. It's crazy to even think like. Um, I mean, I'm not in a band, but I can't even imagine like having fans in Italy. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, how did you find us? And yeah, you know, yeah, this music it's is true. Nuts, I know. Huh? I think the English sort of uh, non-English speaking, primarily countries, um, that blows my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. when yeah. Japan starts showing up on these like digital streaming platforms or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. oh wow like or yeah it's just just crazy to see Russia is like our third biggest on Apple Music I think wow it's just like I'm not trying to flex it's just (laughs) it's interesting right flex all you want come on (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy though like yeah that's amazing and you're, yeah. uh, how, and how do you feel about like these smaller shows? I know that, like for example, the Dirty Nils, very Hamilton based, and I've mm. been seeing them play a lot the past couple of years, and I've, I still love them, but I've really, I really miss them playing small venues and stuff, and I think that's one thing that is, like I love small venues; they're so personal and intimate. Do you get that same feeling playing like smaller versus bigger shows? Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the Casbah. We like the Casbah, and um, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, we played with the Dirty Now at the Casbah before, and um, it was great. So I know what you mean. It kind of creates this uh, like sweat in the room or whatever, right? When it's so small and um, yeah, yeah. I'm much more intimate. I always hear with like smaller shows. For sure. You just feel like you're a part of it more, you know? You're not just watching it. Like, you're a part of the performance, almost. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to these. It'll be... Yeah. So you guys are playing at the Casbah on January 15th, right? Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Now, we're going to play a song of yours. Is it one that you want us to feature? And can you tell us a bit about it? Um, let me think. I, I mean, Sun Poisoning's been the sort of go-to... Uh, single or whatever, so maybe some boys in the end and yeah. Also has uh, a very cool video, by the way. Awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we shot that video in like a pretty crazy mansion in, oh, yeah? <laughs> in Toronto. It was trippy and weird, but it was, yeah, and the, like a doctor owned it, and the doctor is in the video. She jumped like off a balcony into the pool. Wow. Um, we are like, can we jump off that? And she's like, you can't, but I can. <laughs> like, can we film that? She's Don't like, yep, we're... Sued. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. That's so cool. It was a cool day. So, yeah, it was a Halloween party in the middle of June. So, um, yeah, we made the most of it. Asked that everyone wear costumes to the party and Sweet. made it happen. So. Yeah, you should make that into a tradition, I think. I love Halloween. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> awesome. Sick. It's either nightmares, good or bad, not dreams, something I never had, no, no, free, not free, free, not free, free, not free, free, empty.
All right, and we're back, and that was Sun Poisoning. We have Brandon from Chastity with us right now. You'll be at the Casbah January 15th. Yep. And you had your release uh, album come out December 13th? Yeah, yes. uh, Yeah, the Sun single came out December 13th, and yeah, and Homemade Saint came out September 13th. Right. (laughs) So many 13s. And then Death Last came out, I see, July 13th. You got... Oh, is there a good, theme? Good thing going with 13, eh? Sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday, Friday the 13th. They're all Fridays. Oh, those were all Fridays too, eh? Nice, nice. Yeah. Cool. That's planned, right? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, geez, That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, so the next song I guess we'll feature is uh, Children. Can you tell us a little bit about the song? Um, yeah, it's off Death Lost, the first record, and... um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the song. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, heavier one. It's sort of just like a Smashing Pumpkins ripoff, um, at least where it came from. But a ton of people were like, "You love, you love the death, death tones." I'm like, yeah, we like them. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to, we were trying to rip off Smashing Pumpkins. And, um, so you can feel some of the influences behind your music and in, in the song. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I think we just, yeah, we just went for it before it came out. And, so when did yeah. you start, uh, like, getting into music or know that you wanted to play in a band or something or do this on a bigger scale than just listening to music, you know what I mean? Or just writing? Yeah. Um, well, I had played brass instruments growing up um, in the church, and I was sort of like I I think I knew the technicalities of some of the music stuff but just sort of didn't feel inspired and I took piano lessons growing up and I sang in, in church and stuff but yeah I think my first like creative thing was with video and and like shooting skate videos and just shooting like stuff with my friends and um I think I just wanted to like channel that creativity into something that I could express myself a bit more on. And I had been writing poetry and stuff like this. So I sort of combined all these disciplines maybe into, into one sort of multimedia thing with chastity, mm-hmm. um, just a few years ago. And, um, yeah, I think, but I've been writing music for a while, but, this has sort of been my like combined discipline with a bunch of stuff and um yeah i sort of just wanted to create sort of a a dictatorship to <laughs> to uh to express the the music and um express the video and and the words and um yeah you know just, i sort of had been in sort of uh and settings and stuff before, but um, yeah, I sort of wanted to just discipline this all into one into one thing with chastity. So awesome. yeah, it's been a, it's been sort of a while coming, but seems to be going yeah. pretty well, though. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think so. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for talking with us today. And again, your show is January fifteenth at the Casbah. Yes. Um, and I, where can they find your music? I, I guess it's everywhere that you can get music, right? 
Perfect. So that's Chastity, and yeah, we'll. I guess we'll leave you with the song "Children." And th- yeah, thanks, Brandon, so much for uh, coming on and talking with us today. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care. See you, man. One point five, the hawk. That was chastity. That was, I guess, a song by Chastity, as mm-hmm. well as Children, that's right. an interview with yeah. them as well. So, so quickly, so. thank you to everyone who came on today: Mickey, Paul Manchin, um, Brandon from Chastity. Uh, it was really cool to talk to them and get a little bit of insight on what they do. Yeah, we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep this up, I guess. I mean, not anymore today, but that's right. Uh, tune in next Thursday, ten a.m. We'll be back at her. That's right. Who do we have next week? We have one guest. W- one, one confirmed, and one we'll confirmed have more and, lined up. But yeah. Crash Adams should be there. And, um, yeah, we'll be talking to a few other people, too. We'll uh, we'll let you know. You'll have to wait. It's a surprise. Yeah. We're just so uh, popular, and everybody wants to be on the show, that <laughs> we have to do a lot of turning down. Yeah, And so we're not many. like that. We're like... You know, we don't like to say no and stuff. So. so we say yes too many times, and then we just have to sneak out of the studio. So it's yeah, awkward. And then stuff gets real messy. It's, <laughs> you know, you know. People messy. yelling and crying and screaming, and we all lose in the end. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, wait, she goes. 
You know, it's the way she goes. Exactly. You said it. Anyway, so uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Right. Check us out again every Thursday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Or you can listen on iTunes, yep. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Campus Convos, it's out there. You can listen to all the, the, the past shows. And our past shows are great, too. We've talked to some very interesting people. It's been fun. The Royal Foundry. That's one of them. That's fun. That's one of them. Who else? There's, there's Andrew Brother. A good Andrew time. Andrew Brother, Laura Cole, Sarah Rose, the McQueens. Um, I'm fr- e- easily forget. So many. Yeah. So many. Critical. There, there's been tons. a lot of uh, a lot of musicians. We like those. We like to plug our local Hamilton musicians. Hell yeah. Take hours. To take that out. All right. Um, Campus Conversations is hosted by myself, Dylan Moore, and Lorraine Postma. Our guests this week were Mickey from B-Town Sound, Paul Manchin, and Brandon from Chastity. You can listen live every Thursday from 10 a.m. till 12 on 101.5 The Hawk or 101.5thehawk.ca. Campus Conversations is recorded out of Mohawk College located in Hamilton, Ontario. If you'd like to get in touch, you can reach us at campus.convo1 at gmail.com, and we'll see you next week.